All right, ready? Rock and roll. Welcome back to the RGV Sports Podcast. It's been another crazy week of football action in the Rio Grande Valley, and we are on the precipice of the Class 5A and 6A playoffs. My name is Andrew McCullough. I am your Class 6A football beat reporter for the Monitor Station here in sunny McAllen, Texas, and I am joined by my wonderful partner, Brian Ramos. Brian, you saw maybe the best game of the week on Thursday night this week. Why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, what's up, everybody? Happy to be here with you guys, and uh, we're going to get right into the action. Thursday night, we had a, a old-fashioned slugfest between Ed Couch-Elsa and PSG Southwest, uh, two teams that run the nasty offense, and uh, it, it was a really good game between these two, and uh, what was on the line was uh, the number two seed in the District 16-5A uh, East zone, and Ed Couch-Elsa pulls out a 35-21 win, Justin Galan. Uh, rushes for 124 yards. Joshua Gomez, 138 yards. And Ed Couchelsa has found a nice weapon at quarterback in uh, Brandon Cortez, who uh, is, is versatile running the ball. Uh, he, he just gives him another threat there in the backfield combined with Sean Alvarado. But Brandon Cortez runs for 120 yards uh, to lead the Yellow Jackets there. They get five touchdowns. And uh, they give up the first touchdown of the game. Uh, PSG Southwest scores. And then that, that, uh, that was it. Ed Couch also shut him down the rest of the first half. And then uh, PSJ Southwest was able to get some things going late. Angel Hernandez had a really big day for the Javelinas, almost 150 all-purpose yards um, as a runner, receiver, and kick returner uh, for, uh, for Southwest. And he gets into the end zone one time. But, yeah, he, he just provided a, a bunch of big plays for Southwest, and he was really their offense uh, against Ed Couch also. But, yeah, Ed Couch also wins. That win locks them into the number two spot in the District 16-5A D2 East zone. So uh, Ed Couch-Elsa is now 3-1 and one on the year, and PSA Southwest now 2-3. and three. And, of course, Southwest is locked now locked into the number three spot because they picked up a forfeit win over Valley View. So, um, yeah, that, that's, how, that's how that one went Thursday night. It was a really good game, man. Uh, two good defenses. Uh, stingy butt, man. It's uh, – you know what I mean? You, you got to bring your lunch pail and go to work uh, when you got these guys, the offense is running right at you. And uh, Ed Couch also proved that uh, they were the better team Thursday night. And uh, where, where were you Thursday night, Andrew? I, uh, I was in Westlaco for the 32-6A West Zone finale between the West Coast High Panthers and the Donna North Chiefs. Uh, this one got busy really quickly. Uh, I was kind of joking with my sideline friends. This one felt more like a track meet than a football game. Uh, Highest scoring game of the season so far in District 32-6A as both teams combined for 91 total points in this one. Uh, West Coast High scored on the very first drive of the game thanks to a big uh, 50-yard run from senior running back Jesse Hernandez on the first play from scrimmage. They punch it in a few plays later, uh, but the Chiefs, not to be deterred, they find the end zone also with a big passing attack on the first drive of the game and uh, – I got to say, it's maybe the most quiet I've ever heard it inside of Bobby Lackman Stadium when the Chiefs put that first touchdown on the board. They missed the extra point, failed to tie the game. That's as close as they would come to retaking the lead as this West Coast offense really just breezed through this game. Uh, they put up 59 points in the win. I mean, West Coast was up 42-6 to at halftime, so 
let's not pretend like this was a super close game. Um, but I was pretty impressed with what I saw from the Donna North offense, especially. I thought they passed the ball really well. Um, coming into this game, West Coast defense was only giving up 160 yards per game. The Chiefs gained 350 total yards on them and scored five touchdowns. Uh, the most anyone had scored on Westlaco prior to this game was 14. So kudos to Donna North. Uh, however, their defense just couldn't match what the Panthers were bringing to the table. Uh, really impressive defensive showing against the run, especially uh, for the Panthers. Just bit by the long ball there a couple times. Uh, four quarterbacks got into the game for Westlaco High as starter Rodney Garza uh, was four of six passing for a pair of touchdowns and 107 yards, but he was subbed out of this one before halftime. Uh, his backups got plenty of shine, too, and I got to say this Westco offense is starting to look pretty crisp. I know there were some doubts about them early in the season, uh, just given what they lost from last year in an all-area quarterback and an all-area running back, but I think these guys look sharp. Uh, the result is significant for them, too. They lock up the number two seed in the 32-6A West zone. So that means Westlaco will take on the Los Fresnos Falcons in a rematch of the 2019 6A by district playoffs uh, in their zone play-in game. But we'll talk about that one a little bit more later. Um, some other more impactful results from 32-6A on Thursday night. We had Brownsville Hannah top Brownsville Rivera 27-3 in a rivalry game there at Sam's Memorial Stadium. Brownsville Hannah, by virtue of doing that, moves to 3-0 on the season, and they capture the 32-6A East Zone title. That means the Golden Eagles will face the 5-0 Harlingen Cardinals in the 32-6A District Championship game uh, coming up sometime in the next two weeks. Not sure about the specifics on that one yet, uh, but kudos to those guys. Other results around the Valley from Thursday night. We had the Mackay Bulldogs roll to a 56-7 win over Donna High at home in Gallon. A significant result for the Bulldogs there. They clinch the number three seed in that District 16-5A D1 West zone, which means they have guaranteed themselves a spot in a play-in game, and they will likely take on Brownsville Pace in that one. Uh, elsewhere, we had Sherryland High, the Rattlers, go to Roma. They top the Gladiators 35-17. In that zone game, uh, that sets up a big one in the Snakeskin Classic between those two Sherryland schools. And then finally, Rio Grande City secures back-to-back -back wins by going on the road and topping the Laredo Martin Tigers 42-18 to there. Significant result for the Rattlers, who we know are fighting for a playoff spot there in uh, that district that contains no other Valley teams. But we had an action-packed slate Friday night. Brian was on hand to see maybe two of the most impressive individual athletes in the Valley in any sport uh, in mission. Brian, why don't you tell us about this one? Because it looked like a fun one to be at. Yeah, it definitely was, man. Uh, two of the brightest stars uh, on the football field here in the Rio Grande Valley. That is Sherryland Pioneer quarterback Eddie Lee Marburger and mission veterans wide receiver A.J. Gonzakin. Man, these two delivered, man. They, they put on a show uh, Friday night at Tom Landry Stadium. And uh, these are two high-flying offenses. and Man, that's definitely what it was from the beginning to the end, man. Yeah, it was a 14-point Sherryland Pioneer win as they pull out a 49-35 victory. But it was close, man. Mission veterans gave them everything they had. They were The Patriots were up 21-13 in the first half with the ball. 
And uh, if, when you got the ball against uh, an offense or against a team like Sheridan Pioneer, you got to score. And uh, unfortunately for them, they did not score. Uh, they couldn't increase their lead up to 28-13, get it in the end zone again. So Pioneer goes on a run. Uh, they end up scoring two more touchdowns in the first half and go into the halftime up 28-21. Uh, and then in the second half, uh, Eddie Lee Marburger and, and, and A.J. Gonzalez just re- really just exchanged highlight real play after highlight real play. Um, as these two went at it, they, they play seven-on-seven seven ball in the offseason together. They train together all the time. And uh, they were even uh, – Eddie Lee Marburger got in on some cornerback. He was even guarding uh, A.J. On, on a few plays and brought him down uh, for a few stops. And A.J. was throwing some blocks on Eddie. So it was good to see them competing, man. But it was definitely a fun one between these, uh, these two, man. But the, that Diamondback offense is something else led by uh, Eddie Lee Marburger and uh, – the Diamondbacks hadn't practiced much heading into this one, only uh, one, one day of practice. And then uh, they, they come out and they get a, a really big win over Mission Veterans. Eddie Lee Marburger finishes with 420 passing yards, 144 rushing yards, uh, and three rushing TDs, three passing TDs, uh, six touchdowns in every single game so far this season for Eddie Lee Marburger. And uh, his, his biggest target this game turned out to be Joseph Graham, a sophomore wide receiver who, man, made some really big plays uh, coming up big downfield, made some, made some really contested catches uh, there for the Diamondbacks. Uh, so, yeah, he just continues a really impressive uh, debut season with uh, the Diamondbacks. So shout out to Joseph Graham. And on the other side, and the Patriots put up numbers as well. Quarterback Ricky Arena, 347 yards uh, passing, five touchdowns. And A.J. Gonzalez, 12 catches, 130 uh, receiving yards, three touchdowns. And, man, uh, last week I saw him make uh, one of the catches of the year, a catch of the year candidate against Mission High when he went up with and made a one-hander uh, with his left hand. And he's a right-handed dude. And he's a right-handed dude. So that was just a really impressive uh, catch he made last week. And then uh, here against uh, Sherryland Pioneer there in the, in the fourth quarter, Man, he, him and Ricky Urena pulled off a, just a, a magic trick. They pulled the rabbit out of a hat. Uh, Ricky Urena's uh, scrabbling to his right, and he, he fumbled, coughs the ball up. It, it's uh, a Diamondback defender uh, gets his hand on the ball, knocks it out of his hand. The ball takes a perfect bounce, bounces right back into Ricky Urena's hands. He scoops it up, scr- reverses field, scrambles all the way to the left side, and heaves one. Uh, uh, downfield reminiscent of Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins and there's AJ Gonzaki uh, in the middle of three uh, Diamondback defenders he just goes up uh, gets it he high points it and and uh, grabs the ball secures it with those strong hands and he tumbles into the end zone man it was just a, a really impressive play and uh, the next play so we got the extra point and the ensuing kickoff after that but the next play from scrimmage his buddy Eddie Lee Marber answers with a 72 yard touchdown run right up the middle on first and 10. So, man, these guys were just – it was like, uh, you know what I mean, two fighters exchanging body blows, man. It was, it was a really good game, a really fun one to watch, and uh, these two definitely put on a show. So, um, just an ex- exciting one. So, Pioneer wins 49-35. They are locked into the number one seed uh, in, in District 16, uh, 5A, uh, D1. But they'll have to get through Sherryland High in order to, to – claim that spot alone to, to win the zone outright. So, um, yeah, shout out to Sheridan Pioneer and Mission Veterans. They are one in three this year, uh, but their losses are to the number one team in the Valley in Edinburgh Vela, 
the number two team in the Valley in Sherryland Pioneer, and I believe the number four team in the Valley in Mission High. So uh, you couldn't find you can't find a team that's played a tougher schedule uh, here in the Valley uh, than Mission Veterans. And I'm sure if they could squeeze in a game against that number three team, Harlingen High, Coach Gilpin and the Patriots would. But um, yeah, so. Uh, the, all these tough games are just gearing the Patriots up for uh, a, a playoff run, and uh, they'll, they'll be hopefully they'll be in a play-in game. Uh, who, who they play is to be determined, but um, yeah, so yeah, can't find a better one and three team here in the Valley. So uh, re- really exciting game there Friday night at Tom Landry Stadium, and I know we had a, a really good one, Andrew, uh, in McAllen. Two rival teams uh, battling for uh, the, the top spot in District 16, 5A, D1's uh, West Zone. Why don't you tell us what went down in McAllen? Absolutely. This was a really fun one. Obviously a rivalry game, so the atmosphere was a little more intense than normal. This was also our monitor game of the week, and the first time this year that our game of the week stayed in McAllen for a big-time matchup between the Memorial Mustangs and the Rogue Warriors. Like Brian said, this one was for first place in 16, 5A, D1's West Zone a spot in the district title game on the line. And it was the first Friday night game for either of these teams in nearly a month because of all the weird COVID rescheduling uh, that that district went through. These teams played a lot of games on Mondays and Wednesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays. But they finally returned to the Friday night lights with this big matchup. And the fireworks started almost immediately. Uh, Roe forced turnover on the very first drive of the game for Memorial. And then Memorial turned around and did the exact same thing to Rowe. So two possessions, two fumbles to start. Kind of looked like it had the makings of an early defensive game, but that changed really quickly. Uh, Memorial scores their second drive of the game, thanks to Michael Lewis, the first of three touchdowns on the ground for him in this one. He had a fantastic game. Um, Then on the other side, Rowe responded really quickly. They drive down the field on their second drive, not it back up. and then they just kind of take, took turns running to the end zone, honestly. Uh, Andrew Salinas gave Memorial the lead back with a 55-yard touchdown run, which was honestly, I think, the longest play from scrimmage of the night. Um, these teams just kept exchanging touchdowns throughout. Honestly, we had three different ties in this one. Um, I want to say Rowe went into halftime with a slim 21-14 lead uh, after a, a pretty big second quarter. To tell you the truth, I was really impressed by James Gomez in this one, Rose, senior quarterback. I know they've been alternating quarterbacks a little bit in between uh, in a couple of these past few games they've been playing. But this one, it seemed like Gomez was their guy throughout, and he looked really sharp. He was getting it done through the air and on the ground. Uh, And I thought Rose's offense showed a lot of balance. And a big reason of that was tight end Gustavo Cruz and wideout David Savage, a pair of seniors who have gone through their share of injury woes uh, this year and last year. So it was good to see these guys on senior night show up in a big way. Uh, But the second half, at least the third quarter anyways, was all memorial. They pitch a shutout in the third quarter. Uh, They score multiple touchdowns to retake the lead. Like we said earlier, Michael Lewis, he found the end zone three times in this one. In total, Memorial gets five rushing touchdowns uh, as sophomore Ethan Garcia added one, two. but Rose, a fourth quarter team, as we've seen all year, win or lose, that's when they play their best football, and they did not disappoint. Uh, Memorial scored a touchdown that looked like it was going to put this game on ice, and it was going to put it, make it a two-touchdown game. 
but Roe blocks the extra point and runs it back for two. The two-point conversion makes it an 11-point game, and the Roe Warriors had life with half the fourth quarter remaining. They get a big stop. They drive the length of the field again. Gustavo Cruz catches his second touchdown pass of the game. The Warriors go for two, and they get it, and that makes it 34-31 with about five minutes left to play in this one. They kicked it off to Memorial. They stopped the Mustangs, uh, presenting a fourth and two situation with about two minutes to go. They burned all their timeouts to get the stop. Memorial, Coach Littleton, of course, he likes to roll the dice. They lined up to go for it on fourth and two at their own 25 to end the game. But a false start penalty made them line up again, and they had to punt it on fourth and long. Rowe drove the length of the field. They had an almost touchdown catch on third and long. Uh, it looked like it was going to be a walk-in touchdown. The ball was bobbled and then dropped out of bounds. Ultimately, Rowe goes for it on fourth and long. They can't pick it up. Memorial gets the ball back and runs the clock out with no time left. So the Mustangs win their 10th straight game over Rowe. Uh, Coach Littleton and the Mustangs, of course, reclaim their title also as the city champs of McAllen. And they clinch a berth in the 16-5A D1 championship game. They, in all likelihood, will take on Westlaco East in a matchup that will be really exciting. That's a pair of teams who uh, both won Class 6A playoff games last year who will now uh, be guaranteed postseason berths at the 5A level this season. Uh, but we had a couple other big results on Friday night, particularly in 31-6A and in two rivalry game matchups. The PSJ North Raiders earned a 28-0 shutout win over the PSJ High Bears in the Tri-City Classic there in FAR. Uh, significant result there for the Raiders seniors. Uh, who were 0-3 versus the Bears in their high school careers leading up to this point. Also significant because that means the Raiders will take on mission for the zone championship there in 31-6A. And then elsewhere in Edinburgh, the Vale of Sabercats just kept rolling. They uh, top Edinburgh North 38-10 in a pretty dominant victory. A.J. Satello and the Sabercats offense looks really sharp, and uh, I think Anyone in the Valley or outside of the Valley is going to have problems slowing those guys down. Um, and then quickly in 32-6A, debatably maybe the, uh, the game of the week here in the Valley, uh, the 92nd Battle of the Arroyo, Harlingen High beat San Benito in overtime, 30-27. to The Cardinals led going into the fourth quarter, 24-14, to but San Benito battled back, scored 10 straight points to force overtime. The Greyhounds got the ball to start overtime, settled for a field goal, uh, but ultimately the Cardinals responded when they got the ball back. Quarterback Joe Zuniga got them in the end zone. Cardinals improved to 5-0 and on the season. Uh, they're the only Class 6A team in the Valley to reach that threshold so far, and uh, they have already clinched a spot in the 32-6A title game. Uh, Brian, I know we had some more 5A games on Friday night. And we also had uh, a couple Valley teams who were in playoff action on Friday night. What can you tell us about some of those results? Yeah, uh, Andrew, one other uh, 5A football game Friday night, uh, Brownsville Pace, Brownsville Porter, a crosstown rivalry game, and uh, the number two spot in the District 16 5A D1 East zone on the line. But the Brownsville uh, Pace Vikings and quarterback Jose Banda, uh, too much for Brownsville Porter. They, uh, the Vikings come out with a 41-14 win. Uh, like I said, to lock up that number two spot, and they will end up playing 
the Mackay Bulldogs um, in a couple weeks in the play in, in the District 16-5A D1 play-in game. Brownsville Porter, they will uh, end up uh, most likely being uh, the number uh, three spot in the East Zone, and they will end up be playing McAllen Row uh, in that play-in game. So, uh, yeah, that's the way this one turned out. It was a good one, but I know we had a couple 4A uh, uh, sub 5A uh, schools uh, put it all on the line, win, win or go home situations, man. Tell us about Raymondville and Lifer. Absolutely. The Raymondville Bearcats and the Lifer Bulldogs, the first two RGV football teams to register postseason wins in 2020. We're back at it again on Friday night. Uh, the Lifer Bulldogs had a tough task. They were playing the Lano Yellow Jackets, the number seven team in the state at the 3A level uh, in the class 3A D1 uh, area round playoffs. Ultimately, the Bulldogs fell in this one 49-16, to uh, but a valiant effort nonetheless. They were keeping it close throughout the first half before uh, I think the depth of the Yellow Jackets just kind of wore them out in the second. And then uh, in some other playoff action on Friday night in Class 4A Division II, the Raymondville Bearcats, who have been one of the best stories in the Rio Grande Valley this year, given all they've gone through, uh, their season comes to an end against a talented Geronimo Navarro team in Corpus Christi. Uh, the Bearcats fall in that one 52-18. to 18. Uh, But we also have a jam-packed slate of RGV football on this Thanksgiving week with some games on non-traditional days. Brian, why don't you tell us what we can expect from this week's action? Yeah, so uh, we got a little Monday day game. Uh, Browns, uh, Brownsville Veterans and Westlaco East uh, will be playing uh, they were originally scheduled to play Friday night. That game got moved to Monday. So now they will be playing 11 a.m. Uh, at Bobby Lackey Stadium, uh, Westlake East, uh, a, a win. Uh, and, and they win the, uh, the East zone in 16-5 AD1 outright. And uh, they'll, they'll be the top spot there if they can beat Brownsville Veterans and Brownsville Veterans um, looking to get on the right track here against a, a really tough Wildcats team, man, that is just uh, rolling on all cylinders right now at this point and then after monday uh we got a break tuesday and then we got a, a, a loaded slate uh wednesday coming up man and it's uh district six and it's all at the 5a level district 16 5a d1 district 16 5a d2 games and uh they definitely should be some fun ones let's start with uh 16 5a d1 uh these are a couple west zone games uh McCallum memorial at donna high that one is a 2 p.m start and then we got uh, McAllen Rowe at La Jolla Palmview. Uh, Palmview looking to get uh, their first win in the season um, as they sit at 0-3. And uh, the Rowe Warriors, um, they're, they're like uh, after, after that loss to Memorial, they are they are secure in their number two spot there in the West Zone of 16-5 AD1. And, and McAllen Memorial, um, they'll look to go stay unbeaten and finish unbeaten in uh, District 16-5 AD1 uh, competition. Uh, zone competition uh wednesday so a couple good games there wednesday and then in district 16 5a d2 we got psa southwest visiting mercedes uh that is a 1 p.m start mercedes 4 and 0 on the year i believe the number five team uh in the rio grande valley and then we got uh, psa southwest is coming off a tough loss uh to ed couch elsa they'll be looking to bounce back against a, a really stacked uh mercedes team and then we got ed couch elsa against PSG Memorial. PSG Memorial has had a bit of time off uh, since their last game. And we got Ed Couch-Elsa, man. Uh, they, they just put it on PSG Southwest this last game. After losing to Mercedes two weeks ago, 
um, you, you knew they were going to respond, and they definitely did that against Southwest, and now they'll look to do the same against PSG Memorial. That is a 2 p.m. start at PSGA Stadium, uh, the Yellow Jackets visiting the Wolverines. And then at 4 p.m., uh, I guess the uh, right there, uh, the last game of the day, Sherryland High against Sherryland Pioneer in the Snakeskin Classic. Uh, this should be a fun one, man. These games are, are always good between these two rivals, and uh, Sherryland High is coming off a big win uh, over at Oma. Uh, Benji Valdivia has three touchdowns in that one. Rolando Sainz comes up with two and over 100 yards rushing. And, of course, we know all the numbers Sherryland Pioneer has been putting up uh, with quarterback Eddie Lee Marburger. So um, the Rattlers and the Diamondbacks, the Snakeskin Classic, that should be a fun one uh, Wednesday uh, midday uh, at, at 4 p.m. And then uh, the, the winner of that one uh, locks up the top spot in the West Zone in District 16-5A Division Two, and uh, will earn a, a game against Mercedes. Uh, for that district championship. And then Friday, uh, and then, of course, we, we can't skip over Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, everybody got, got to enjoy their day. We got no games that day, just some NFL football going on. Uh, I don't know if we got some college football, but make sure everybody enjoys your day and enjoys your time. And most importantly, stay safe uh, during the holidays. Um, you know what I mean? COVID is still out there. So just uh, want everybody to stay safe and enjoy, enjoy their Thursday, Thanksgiving day. But then Friday, we're back at it with uh, some Friday night football. Actually, we got a, a whole day of football uh, starting at noon all the way to some 7 p.m. kickoffs. Andrew, why don't you tell us what that Friday is looking like? Absolutely. We have some monumental 6A games in the Rio Grande Valley, both during the day and at night on Friday, Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. We will start in District <clears throat> 31 6A where we have a pair of games to decide zone championships and who moves on to the district championship. Starting in the south zone, the PSJ North Raiders will travel to Tom Landry Hall of Fame Stadium to take on the Mission Eagles. These two teams will meet at high noon on Black Friday uh, with the south zone title on the line. PSJ North, 3-2 and two on the season. They are unbeaten in district play. They lost a tough one to McCallum Memorial a couple weeks ago in non-district action. And they lost a season opener at Mercedes in our game of the week. They have looked very sharp in district play. Uh, the Raiders easily dispatched of Economides earlier in the season. And they shut out the rival Bears this past week. And they also topped Edinburgh North. This one ought to be interesting because Missions looks like one of the most dominant teams so far. The Eagles sit at number four in our top ten poll right now. But the number one team in the Rio Grande Valley – for the time being, and for most of this season, quite frankly, the Edinburgh Vela Sabercats, they will also play on Friday afternoon. They will take on the Edinburgh High Bobcats at Richard R. Flores Stadium in Edinburgh at 2 in the afternoon for the North Zone title. And the winner of this one will face the winner of PSJ North and Mission for the 31-6A district championship game in a couple weeks there, the first weekend in December. Uh, I'm really excited for this one. The Sabercats had their season – uh, stalled for a little bit because of COVID concerns, had some games canceled on them too. Uh, they have looked really sharp since returning to zone play. Uh, super talented offense, very good defense. Those should be a pair of exciting games with a lot on the line. But we have some even more exciting games, if you can believe it, in 32-6A because that is where the 6A playoffs begin in the Rio Grande Valley. We had a pair of games that were scheduled as regular games for this weekend. 
But due to seeding already being decided for the play-in games, the four coaches involved in these two games decided to let the playoffs start a week early. So in the two play-in games in 32-6A, we will have Harlingen South, the three seed in uh, the West Zone in 32-6A. They will travel to San Benito to take on the Greyhounds, the number two seed in that East Zone. Uh, That ought to be a big matchup. I know the Greyhounds are going to be eager to be looking for a win after that overtime loss in the Battle of the Arroyo. But the game I'm most excited for and the game I will be at on Friday afternoon is a rematch of the Bi-District playoffs from last year. It is the second-seeded Westlaco Panthers from 32-6A's West Zone taking on the three-seed Los Fresnos Falcons from the East Zone. Los Fresnos has one of the most impressive rushing attacks in the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, Westlaco has one of the most formidable run defenses in the Valley. So this will really be a matchup of uh, the unstoppable force meets the immovable object. I'm really excited for this one. Uh, In the playoffs when these two teams met last year, it came down to a touchdown. And, you know, I mean, they're, they're basically playing to get back where they were last year. So this one should be a lot of fun. Last year on Black Friday, I saw the Panthers postseason come to an end against Lake Travis in the regional quarterfinals. And this year I will see their postseason begin on Black Friday in kind of a weird season. It feels weird that the playoffs haven't started yet, but they were kind of uh, midway through at this point last year. Should be exciting nonetheless. Uh, then we have a couple of other 32-6A games. Brownsville-Rivera, the four seed in that East zone, will travel to Harlingen High, the champions of the West. And then Donna North, the Chiefs, will look to snap the Valley's longest winless streak after an impressive offensive performance last week. They will go on the road to take on the Brownsville-Hannah Golden Eagles. Both those games set for 7 p.m. kickoffs. But we have another 5A game Friday night, and we have some 5A games Saturday. Brian, what can you tell us about the significance of those matchups? Yeah, uh, Rio Grande City will look to make it three straight wins uh, when they host Eagle Pass win Friday night, 7.30 p.m. That is a District 14 5A Division I matchup. And uh, after the start in the season, uh, 0-3, 0-4, once you count that forfeit loss uh, due to sitting out uh, to COVID concerns, uh, the the Rallies have won two straight over Laredo Cigarro and Laredo Martin. And now here they are right back in the thick of things in this playoff race. And uh, Eagle Pass win two and one in District 14, 5A, D1. So this is a team that Rio Grande City has to beat if they want to uh, be there when it's all said and done and uh, extend their season uh, into the postseason. And that, that's the only 5A game we got Friday night. Bit of a crazy week for 5A teams, but we got a couple Saturday games. Uh, at the 5A level. Westlake East, after their Monday game against Brownsville Veterans at 11 a.m., they'll do it again Saturday. Westlake East at Brownsville Lopez, 11 a.m. And uh, Westlake East, they'll, they'll look to uh, keep on rolling through that district. Uh, Brownsville Lopez, only one win on the year uh, after they beat Pierce Jay Memorial in their opener. So, uh, yeah, uh, uh, they'll, they'll have the odds, stacked, the odds stacked against them when they host the Wildcats uh, next uh this upcoming Saturday. And then we got Brownsville Pace, Brownsville Veterans, rivalry game between the two. Um, and this, this should be a fun one. Uh, Brownsville Pace um, locked into that number two spot in the east zone of 16-5-8-1. But anytime you can play a crosstown rival and a Brownsville Veterans team that, um, you know what I mean, has uh, traditionally uh, won uh, these last few years, 
uh, it, it should be a fun one between the Vikings uh, and the Chargers. So that one is a 4 p.m. kickoff, two games Saturday at Sam's Memorial Stadium, I believe. So, um, yeah, it should be a fun one over there. A fun day, fun Saturday in Brownsville going on. And that, that's going to wrap up um, all the football action we got in the RGV. But we got you Monday through uh, Saturday. So we just got no games uh, Tuesday and Thursday, man. So we'll be coming at you guys with uh, all our game updates, all our uh, features and uh, game stories and stats and standings all throughout the week. So stay tuned uh, for all that. You can follow us on all social medias at RGV Sports. I am at by Brian Ramos and Andrew. I'm at by Andy McCullough. Thanks for joining us, guys. Make sure you get plenty of fill with uh, turkey and football this week. And like Brian said, please follow along with us to uh, make sure you stay up to date on all the latest news and action and uh, stay safe out there this holiday season. We'll catch you next time.